0: to damn doug's acute mental neuroses my name is doug and these are my acute mental neuroses fair amount of stuff on the list you cannot see so we're gonna jump right into it back to watching things yeah finally after my dad passed away last month uh, i finally have the focus to start to watch like new things as opposed to just doing what i call like pop culture y'all you know, comfort food like rewatching. You know, Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg's Cornetto trilogy, which is Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and World's End. Um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, stuff like that. Something I can watch so passively because I can't. My brain is obviously somewhere else. Um, but it was when we recorded a special edition of No Applause, Just a Clap that will be coming out this week. Uh, possibly next week. I haven't looked at the release dates quite yet. Um, and figuring out how I got it, like an episode ahead of everything. Yeah, uh, I had to force myself to, you know, finish watching The Umbrella Academy Season 2 and, you know, end up watching a couple more movies. And it just, it was like, it felt so good to be like, oh, there's something that, you know, I can actively watch, I enjoy, I feel normal again. Um, Yeah, sure, it's a distraction as well, um, but it's one that felt more productive, um, much like, you know, working on the network during, you know, quarantine and all that, like... Yeah, it was a distraction from everything that was going on, but it was a productive one. Um, so back to watching things is great, and uh, there'll be some new video games coming out. Uh, I know the Control DLC, uh, AWE, uh, comes out uh, in a couple days, as well as uh, Avengers comes out in, I think, like a week and a half. Um, and I'm just about doing Shadow of the Tomb Raider, so that's perfect timing. Speaking of things I need to be distracted from, uh, let's see, what does this say? Cricket Bank. Oh, yes. So... Long story short, I had to go get a probate lawyer. I don't know if I talked about this last week or not. Because I need something that shows that I'm the sole inheritor of my dad's estate. When I go to the bank to get his like money out and make sure I clear out if he has a um, uh, safety deposit box. Which I think is where the will is if he does have one. So the irony in that, or circular logic, and the pipes agree this is just stupid... Called the bank, so I got a death certificate. They said, "Well, you need proof of inheritance, uh, like a will." I said, "Well, I, I think the will's in the safety deposit box." They go, "Well, we can't help you if it's in the safety deposit box. You got to go get a thing from the court." And I'm like, "Okay." So long story short, I got turned on to this uh, lawyer who's uh, just files, you know, stuff. And she goes, "Pay me when you get access to your dad's, you know, assets, and you know, we'll deal with it." Then I'm like, "Great." And it's from a trusted source, a trusted reference. So, um, it's been, it's been a fucking headache. Cricket, I was on their customer service for hours, um, trying to figure out, like, how to, you know, get his phone back up and running after the service was canceled, and they said, go in with a death certificate. I went, great. So I go in with a death certificate, and I go, oh, no, and the kid was like, call customer service. I'm like, that's who sent me over here, so I went to a different cricket store, and they weren't. There's nothing we can do. Um, service is canceled if you don't know the pin. You know they're like, we'll reset your pin. I'm like, yeah, but you're not asking for the old one. Like, ah, I don't know the old one. I don't know his password. <sighs> Whatever. The phone works enough that I can check certain um, email accounts, which leads me to my uh, little sub subreddit on this one is hacking the old man. Yeah, um, because his phone can still connect to Wi-Fi. And he never logged out of, uh, one of his email accounts. I can use that as, like, a verification email. And that started the kind of the dominoes tumbling of, like, me unlocking things. Um, like, one of his other email accounts. And, um, I'm gonna have to... He's got a password on his computer, so... I'm gonna have to hack that. Or see about hacking his Outlook. We'll see. But, yeah, I mean... And it's fun to do this kind of stuff. Um... And I'm, I'm just glad I I, I I know how to do it. And I've got a friend who does uh, info uh, information security or InfoSec, cybersecurity, basically. And he said if I need any help, the event, if there's anything that's, you know, beyond my scope, which, I mean, is, you know, very basic and I don't take any offense to that, that, you know, he would be willing to help. And I appreciate that, um, as I know he listens to the show. Uh, last week, I confused the five stages of grief with the seven deadly sins, and said, "Oh, I, I kind of want to explore that." And this isn't going to be like a senior thesis; um, just like interesting, you know, an interesting, interesting lens to kind of look at this through. So, I did. I wrote down the stages of grief, and then kind of put like the sins that you know kind of kind of match up, and it's very interesting. Like I said, kind of looking at this. Through and it's a lens that, you know, some of the connective tissue is a little loose, we'll say. Uh, be charitable about. Um and some of it's straightforward and I'm not gonna spend that much time on it. Basically the kind of the bookends are the ones that like stretch the most, or I have to stretch my argument the most. So denial and pride. Denial, of course, being grief, and then the deadly sin being pride. Now, what I mean by pride, I don't mean being like prideful, like boasting I mean pride like blind pride. It's something that stops you from seeing what's around you, your own shortcomings, someone else's, you know, mostly your own shortcomings, really. But basically, both denial and pride blind you to what's around you, um, that you can't accept reality. And that's denial and that's pride. So there's, when I was describing this to someone yesterday, they were like, well, but like, bragging and I'm like, "It's, it's not that kind of pride. It's like, just like a blindfold of you know. Yeah, it's just a blindfold is how is how I was looking at it. I think that makes sense. I don't think I need to kinda because I think the more I try to explain it, the more away from uh, the rails I go. Anger and then wrath. I think that's fairly obvious there. The same thing. Uh bargaining. This one is weird. Uh I considered it lust and greed. Bargaining because bargaining you're like you're willing to trade, you're willing to do Things you wouldn't normally do, and I think with lust and greed being, I think you know, I look at lust like as being synonymous with greed. It's not necessarily sexual in this context. Once again, looking at it through a slightly different lens, that you're you're lusting and you're being greedy for like getting a loved one back, and you're willing to do whatever it takes, no matter you know it may hurt you, it may hurt someone else, um, it may not be beneficial to, to anything. Um, in fact, be detrimental. Um, and I think that, you know, that, that lust and that greed to get that person back, that's, that's the bargaining, um, uh, part, uh, depression. This one's pretty easy sloth and gluttony, you know, it's like, I'm just going to sit here and eat my feelings. I mean, that's I'm not nothing that I'm not saying that's depression. But, I mean, being glib, uh, you know, like, that's, you know, depression is, you know, not moving and, and, you know, kind of gorging and and eating your feelings. Even though I tend not to be hungry when I get depressed, but that's me. And then this one's kind of weird, like, acceptance and envy. And really, the way I look at it is that you're almost envious of the peace that that person has. Not to the point where it creates, like, an anxiety, hopefully, but, like, you just go, all right, you know, they have this and I have to move on. Um, and it, it's that's how I look at it. That's the one that, like, public stretches the most in that I just had to fit envy somewhere in there. But acceptance and envy, yeah, where you just look at them and go, all right, they've moved on and they don't have to deal with this. And they're lucky for it. Um, but I'm here and I have to deal with it, so I have to accept it. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at in terms of the stages anyway. A um, bit more envious than accepting, you know, having to go through all of the, the headaches of, you know, the bank and, and everything. But, but that was kind of a neat little thought experiment that I put together yesterday and kind of worked through. Uh, and I thought it was really interesting the way I could draw parallels if I just kind of looked at it just sideways enough on some things or straight ahead on the others. Um so I'm kind of glad that I, I confused those two last week because uh that was really neat kind of looking at it and it was like oh that's kind of a neat uh, neat idea and you know uh, just like you know I, I said like just a fun like thought game um that uh you know was it was a little cathartic at some point you know just looking at kind of like oh well you know did I you know commit you know Like, lean on the sins versus, you know, the stages of grief, and which way did I kind of go on some of them, and did I feel any of them on some? Like, I didn't really have anger. I mean, I get frustrated, but I wouldn't say, like, anger and wrath. I mean, really. Um, I'm not, like, punching holes in walls. I get pissed at, like, you know, like, ugh. I don't want to go pick up his mail once a week. I'd rather just, like, you know, end my work week or end my week and, like, just relax and get some writing done. But no, I gotta go pick up his mail and waste half my day doing that. Not that he lives that far, but I mean, I have to take a shower and go there and pick up the mail and throw the junk away and then come back home. And it's like, ugh. So, I mean, that's the extent of like my anger slash wrath, really. And I of nothing, overthinking dog Jesus. I don't know where or what I was even talking about. But I started like imagining like a dog's religious structure, and I'm like, well, they must have like a Messiah, and what kind of breed would be the Messiah, or like what kind of dog would Jesus be, or if, you know what kind of dog would Dog Jesus be, and I'm gonna probably land on Golden Retriever. A question mark? Uh, if they have, if you want to weigh in on any of this, uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram, uh, email. And, uh, if I start seeing, uh, a lot of votes for a certain breed, uh, then yeah, let's, let's talk about dog Jesus. But really it was just, I started like overthinking it because I'm like, well, it could be, you know, maybe, you know, St. Bernard He's like to save people, but I'm like, they're kind of big and whatever. And it can't be a dog that's got like hair in its eyes. Like it can't be, or that one that looks like a braided mop. Eesh. Like it can't be that. Um, that may, might be a disciple, but anyway, I'm going golden retriever uh, if one were so inclined to overthink uh, what a canine Jesus uh, would would be in terms of breed. Or it could be a breed that's not even around anymore. Like, you know, the way, like, Jesus broke the mold. Like, or it could be, like, everyone thinks, like, Jesus was, like, you know, like, white. Um, and I'm thinking golden retriever. But, like, fuck, like, it, it was so long ago in dog, you know, Christianity that maybe he was a cat. Whoa, mind blown. Let's see. Oh, back to my dad. Uh, and this is, you know, the rest of the stuff is kind of just um, some acute mental neuroses about pop culture. But I made my dad's mix. I pulled the, the you know, the songs from his uh, iPod and kind of made a mix. And I'm still almost, I mean, I'm going to add some songs that like, I personally just think of when I hear him. Uh, think of him. And the fucker is still taking me to school. Uh, my dad has always had a knack for just being really hip in terms of, um, movies and, um, music, especially music. I mean, when I put it this way, it was a 70-year-old man listening to Kings of Leon, Imagine Dragons, Gaslight Anthem, Weezer, like, stuff I listen to, and, um, not so much Imagine Dragons, I, they're, they're, I think they're crap, but, but Gaslight Anthem I still listen to, Weezer I still listen to, uh, and... It was crazy. I was just like, and he had like a couple of like the Pretenders songs that were like such deep cuts, and I was like, "Whoa, like these are really good," and I did not know about them. He had some like deep cut like Who song, um, the Who, and I was just like, "Oh shit, this is a track from like Pimp Wizard that no one ever like remembers," um, and the fucker is still taking me to school in terms of like music, uh, which is awesome. It's it's that will be his legacy is, like, me like just cur- curating, like, a mix for him and going, you're still still better than me. Damn it. Um, you know, makes me wish I wouldn't have just, like, blindly chucked out his CDs. I should have gone through them and seen kind of what he had because compared to, like, the boxes of CDs versus the music that was on his iPod, he had so much more in CDs. But then again, I can't, um, you know put a CD in my computer without it getting stuck, so I guess I'd have to, like, digitally get everything, and that's just time-consuming. And then, uh, speaking of time-consuming, AFE Nerd Rage. This was something that I talked to Deb, and I was wondering if it was going to end up on uh, no applause or if it should have been damned, because it was kind of like, well, it's pop culture, but it's, like, you know, very, like, you know, acute mental neuroses. And basically... I listen to a podcast called uh, All Fantasy Everything, or AFE. I've talked about it before, but in case you're new to the show, um, they draft uh, everything but sports. They've drafted uh, the Taco Bell menu, birds, states, things to do at $10. Um, And then two of the more recent episodes that got under my skin, they drafted superpowers and non-Disney, non-Pixar, animated films. These are things that are very well in my wheelhouse if you haven't figured that out yet. I think about what superpowers I'd want all the time like too much and I know what I want I, I know I know my first pick if I were to draft this and anyone you know I've talked about this uh, would know it it's it's basically flash level super speed. I, I want like I want to like tap into the speed force that I, that's my power because uh, you get like take speed lens speed. Um, still connect energy, uh, vibrate through things, vibrate, and then make things explode. I mean, obviously, like, running fast. And, and just, you know, all the inherent, like, stuff you can do, like, when you're tapped into the speed force. I love it. A lot of people go telepathy. They want to be able to read minds. That sounds awful. I don't, I don't want to know what everyone's, one, if you could turn it on and off. Uh, and two, like, I don't want to know what you honestly think of me. Like, nakedly think of me? That sounds like you just putting yourself into just a catatonic depression um or to find out how ugly some people are on the inside truly if you were to read my mind you're just like holy shit that is a dark sticky sticky stippy stippy sticky bear trap uh of a thing and no no my my brain's like if you cross like tim burton carnival with like that like like an underground like tomb that's just full of curses uh that's pretty much my brain um and then like one or two just like little dancing like cartoon characters from like the 40s it's like you know just like playing music upbeat like and offsetting everything because there's gonna be a little bit insanity in there but anyway so i was listening to the the afe all fantasy everything when they're drafting these two things and i got so frustrated that like one i was like you guys are using your powers Differently, like you, like they go. Oh, I wish I could like summon animals, and I'm like, well, the animals have to like they don't just appear. Like if you go horse, like it's got to come from like 18 miles away, so it could take you know whatever. I don't know 45 minutes. I don't I don't know how fast a horse runs. I can look it up. Don't care enough. You know what I mean? Like you just go like unless you're like in a zoo or you're like you know maybe like insects but does that count as like actual animals or like are we not talking mammalian or you know fish they've got like Aquaman powers I don't know and then they confused telekinesis with telepathy uh, telekinesis is moving things with your mind telepathy is mind reading um, which I also think that telepathy is just reading minds I think it's different than mind control so there you go there's one other and then the one guy goes, Well I want like Aquaman powers. And I'm like, he has super strength and he's fast because he like can like survive at, like the depths of the ocean. Like, that's not a power. That's just how his body is. It's just that's not power. You know, it's it's like saying, you know, oh, I don't know. Um, I can't be a good example other than Aquaman, like he was built that way. Like, like it, he just, his body was made to, like, take the pressures of, like, the d- deepest oceans, and, he, like, that's not a power. That's just an evolutionary trait. Uh, how does he, you know, s- s- breathe underwater without gills? Now, there, there's a fucking superpower. Talking to, like, you know, marine animals, there's a fucking superpower. So, uh, see, him more already frustrated. Uh, and then they were doing animated movies, and I'll wrap up on this. Um, because I don't remember that much of it, but like, I just got like upset because like one of them picked Ma- batman man, I am, I cannot talk this episode, uh, Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. And like, they were just like, so he was like, well, I've watched it in a while and I don't really remember like, and some of the, like the minutia, which was fine. Like, okay. You don't remember that Abe Vigoda was a voice in it. Cool. But like, he thought like the Phantasm was like a hero, and I'm like, no, she's, like, an assassin, like, kind of an, an anti-hero at best, but, like, basically she's kind of like the, the flip side of, like, Batman, where, you know, she's on, you know, a vengeance kick over her, you know, the death of a parent or parents, uh, but she kills uh, Batman, still on a vengeance kick. I mean, I think that, you know, you could argue that Batman is, is you know, uh, could be working on the set of hope, as was posited uh, during the Blackest Night complex series, um, you know, that he's, he's working like, you know, for a world that, you know, no kids' parents get shot in an alley, and that's hopeful. Uh, but it's also vengeance, because he's a psychopath, really, when you start breaking it down. But I'm not here to wax uh, psychological or intellectual about Batman's uh, mental capacity. I am here to sign off. So from Damn, Doug's Acute Mental Roses, I'm Doug. And from Damn, Doug's Acute Mental Roses, these have been my cute mental roses. Full length episode edition. And I got the ending right for once. Good night, internet. If you like what you heard, check some of our other shows out like Exotic Liability, Nerd Vomit, Black Falls, and I Hate Kathy Hammond. We can be found by searching for The BACN on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. Or at www.bacnpodcast.com. Oh, yeah.